Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Brody Talks Politics. In our last episode, we mentioned the Federalist Party and Democratic Republican Party as the two parties under the first party system. In this episode, we'll be covering what the Federalist Party was and who the Federalists were. The ideology of the Federalist Party is commonly considered to be federalism by Americans. However, this isn't accurate. A more accurate depiction of the Federalist Party's ideology would be Hamiltonianism and traditionalist conservatism. What is Hamiltonianism? Hamiltonianism, also called the American School, refers to the political and economic beliefs of Alexander Hamilton. Trust me, he will be a very important figure in understanding the party. Hamiltonianism would be would become one of the first instances of the economic philosophy we call capitalism. Now, you may be thinking, but weren't the European monarchies capitalists? No, they weren't. The European monarchies at the time practiced the economic belief of mercantilism. Hamiltonianism believed in what we call laissez-faire, or free market capitalism. Now, what was the other ideology? Oh, right, traditionalist conservatism. What is traditionalist conservatism? Traditionalist conservatism, or classical conservatism, is a very broad term sometimes associated with monarchism. However, the term has a different meaning in the United States. In the United States, traditionalist conservatism is a philosophical and social political belief based on the writings of Aristotle. However, Americans tend to prefer the term classical conservatism over traditionalist conservatism because traditionalist conservatism has a negative connotation of being absolute monarchism. Now, on to history. George Washington became the first president of the United States in 1789. Washington is an interesting figure because he tended to be against himself being the leader. The 1780 election had really just been a campaign to convince Washington to accept the role of president. Washington is widely regarded as a centrist who advocated against having political parties. He himself was nonpartisan or an independent politician. However, he leaned more federalist than anti-federalist. Don't worry, the anti-federalists will get a video of their own. Alexander Hamilton would treat the Federalist Party as the first political party in American history. Hamilton is a controversial figure due to him being considered authoritarian and nationalist. These claims are semi-true as he supported a strong central government and put America first, but not in the way Trump did, don't worry. He wanted the central government to assume individual debt of the states. Anti-Federalists opposed this because they thought poor Southerners shouldn't have to pay for the debts of rich New Englanders. Despite all the nationalism in the Federalist Party, Federalist supporter, Federalist supporters, oh my god, sorry, Federalists support, nu- supported neutrality in the French Revolutionary Wars. They thought that the conflict between the new French First Republic and the Kingdom of Great Britain wasn't their problem as the kingdom of france had helped their that had helped their revolution had been guillotined away the federalists managed to maintain strength from 1789 to 1800 because mainly of the founding fathers were were majority federalist alexander hamilton james madison and even george washington supported the federalists plans these founding fathers disliked the Articles of Confederation 
as it dis is it decentralized the United States and made the U.S. more of a loose alliance of sovereign states rather than a united federation. But you may be thinking, why are they called federalists and anti-federalists? That's a good question. You see, the idea of that a country should have a strong central government while still having smaller autonomous governments below is called federalism. Because of this, Hamiltonianism was considered a form of federalism by many Americans. So, if Hamiltonians were federalists, those who were against the Hamiltonians were anti-federalists. George Washington attempted to keep the country together during his presidency, spending a lot of time compromising between the Federalist Party and Anti-Federalist Party. To simplify real quickly, the Anti-Federalist Party was the first political party for Anti-Federalists. Let's look at religion for a bit. Catholics and Congregationalists tended to support the Federalist Party due to their main religious centers being in New England. Meanwhile, Baptists and Methodists didn't support the Federalist Party as their main religious centers were in the South. Now, let's look at some revolts in the early United States. In 1791, the Federalists passed the Excise Tax of 1791. This angered a lot of Pennsylvanians who then protested. The protests turned to riots. The riots turned to rebellion. The Whiskey Rebellion had had begun. Pennsylvanian rebels quickly captured many key points in the state. The Pennsylvania militia was called up to suppress the rebellion. The Whiskey Rebellion had failed, but the excise tax was repealed. The Whiskey Rebellion caused Federalists to push for the United States, creating a standing army. Upon the election of John Adams as president after George Washington, a schism occurred in the Federalist Party. Adams and Hamilton distrusted each other, and Adams dismissed Hamilton from his position as Treasury of State. The schism caused the beginning of the end for the Federalist Party. In 1800, Thomas Jefferson, who was an anti-federalist and Democratic Republican, was elected the third president of the United States. This broke the Federalist Party as they would never again be able to win a single election. The party lost more and more support over the following years and eventually just faded. Alexander Hamilton died to Aaron Burr in a duel in July 1804. With its leader gone, the Federalist Party spent the 1810s, 1820s, and 1830s falling apart. The War of 1812 later began under a Democratic-Republican administration. The remaining Federalists protested but never got anywhere. In 1834, the Federalist Party officially ceased to exist. In its place, two new political parties would come about, the National Republican Party and Whig Party. The aftermath of the Federalist Party can still be seen today. The economic and political models of Alexander Hamilton very much influenced Ronald Reagan's economic policy two centuries later. And the Republican Party would come to be the standing descendant of the Federalist Party to this day. The Federalist Party's government system for the United States can be seen as the U.S. government follows federalism and capitalism to this day. On top of this, Lin-Manuel Miranda helped bring the story of Alexander Hamilton back to mainstream political discourse with Hamilton and American Musical. That's it for this episode. Make sure to join us next time for the Anti-Federalists.